You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We're in the book of Acts chapter 9 today, tonight if you would. My, my message is just two words. And those two words both begin with the letter I. And following the letter I, it's just one more letter. So the first word has two letters, and the second word has two letters. And, and the two letters, <coughs> pardon me, the two letters are neighbors in the alphabet. I wonder if you can guess I, and then there's another letter, and then another I, and another letter. And they're words that are right next to letters that are right next to one another, right sort of in the middle. Have you got it figured out? I, and then what's the le- second letter? M, I'm, say it together, what is it? I, I'm, say it again. And what's the second word? In, say it together again, in. Say it again, in. Put them both together, I'm in. I'm in. Up in the balcony, lower floor, uh, right down the middle here, you're the first word. And down below, up in the balcony, you're the second word. Let's see how we do with this. One word. One word. What is it? <laughs> you want to try again on that one, folks. Here we go. Ready? I'm in. Yeah, I think you have it over here. More boisterous over here. Uh, let's try to flip it around. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, I think you still have it. I'm in. On this vision night, I want to tell you, I'm in. I'm too near my heavenly home to turn back now by the grace of God like the songwriter. I'm in. The Apostle Paul got in by being born again in this chapter. He was born again, got saved. He's in the family of God, whatever you want to call. I'm so glad I'm part of the family of God. But I want you to turn, keep your hand here, But turn with me, if you will, to the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy and chapter number 4. In 2 Timothy, he's now preparing to die. And the Apostle Paul says in chapter 4, verse number 6. I want you to read it with me, if you will. 2 Timothy, all the T books are together in the New Testament. 1 and 2 Thessalonians. 1 and 2 Timothy and then Titus. All right, so 2 Timothy 4, and let's read verse 6 together. Ready? Begin. For I am now ready. Now, verse 7 is the key. Now, you think back with me, and before we read verse 7, Acts 9, he's got in. He got in being saved. He got into the ministry. He started, we read tonight, verse 21. He began to preach immediately. He got right with this thing. He got in. But notice what verse number seven says. Ready? Begin. I have fought a good fight. That's the goal, to finish the course. Now, he got in, but he stayed in. He got in, but he died in. You know, I don't believe the Christian life is you dearth for a while and then you go AWOL. How was this birth? 
Well, I told you my message was ready, and I was looking at it yesterday. In fact, I, I didn't take it out of this particular Bible, and it's right here. I could preach it tonight, the one I had ready. But how this message came across my mind was from this right here. It's about 20 pages, about 50 names per page. Families. Someone once, uh, once in a while, I told the deacons this a few years ago, they said, well, pastor, someone moved away and you don't ever mention it. Don't you think you should mention it? No. If I did that for the last 30 some years, every Sunday night, I'd say, brother and sister, so-and-so are moving. It would totally discourage you. You can't hear that. Now, if they leave to go to the ministry, you know what we do. We always have them stand and I have prayer for them. I can't read everybody. Say, hey, by the way, so-and-so. So I'm going through this directory. And our deacons are going through their under shepherds and cleaning everything up. But we just did this recently because some of your names changed and uh, you're now married or whatever. And we, we, we stay up on it. But I was going through it. Uh, okay, I crossed this off. Moved. Quit. Moved. Moved. Young, but just recently passed away. Quit. Quit, moved, quit, moved, moved, dropped, quit, moved, 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 quit, 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 moved. By the way, nothing wrong with moving. If God leads you to move, move. But one of the first things I should receive, and we maybe had three or four last year, we should get from another church a note from the church clerk saying they have joined with our church and want to be a member, and we want to make sure that they're in good standing. There's a form every church in America. We always send them to one. I have for all of my entire life. Yet you, you, you know people join other churches, but, but most of these have not joined another church. These are not, this is not our total membership. We baptized over 10,000 people and consequently over 18,000, I guess it is, and they're, they're baptized into this church. These are just basically the people that are basically active members, about 1,000 families, families. So there's 3.8 people, four people for family. You'll see these people. Moved, moved, quit, quit. And by the way, some of these have been here 20, 25, 30 years to quit. I, I don't understand that. Quit, moved. I'm not done. Quit. Quit, quit. Moved, quit. 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 Moved, quit. Quit, 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 moved, quit, moved, quit, moved, moved, quit. He said, what a bad church. Any church in America is like this. 
The Bible says in Matthew chapter 13 that there's four different types of soil and there's only one that's good. The other three, they, they, they die out. God says that one of the soils, they dureth for a while. They stay with it for a while. You know what I love about the Apostle Paul? He got in and died out. His head was severed. If the Lord tarries, and I believe he's coming again, but if he tarries, and I live to be an elderly man, I hope one day, and I hope say this through to any of your loved ones that have laid right here, I hope, I hope my casket is wheeled in here and my family comes right behind and, and they sit in this family section. I, I hope that one day I'm in a box if God doesn't come earlier in my life with the rapture. I want to die as a Christian. Now, my, my security is settled. Coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. It doesn't keep you a Christian. When I was born again, God gave to me eternal life in 1956. And I certainly haven't deserved that eternal life since 1956. Just about 15 minutes from here, 20 minutes from here, on a Sunday night. Maybe that's why I love Sunday so much. But I don't have any desire to quit going to church. I have no desire to not read my Bible. I, I want, I'm too close to my heavenly journey now. I want to stay with this thing. Saul, Paul's head's going to be severed from his body. He knew it. The time of my departure's at hand. But God allowed you to get in this thing. Stay with it. Tonight, I want you to see with me some scripture this evening and now, don't let that disillusion you because I have to look at it all the time. And there's an appropriate time to tell the pastor that you're quitting or moving. I never get told that I'm quitting. And telling me by way of an email. After putting 20, 25, 30 years in your life is not the way you do it. That's not relationship. Just dropping out and going off the scene is not relationship. Or right before, uh, in November, right before, right before Sunday morning, someone said to me right at that door, I was walking in, right before I preached, said, by the way, it's our last service. We're moving. Oh, that's a real help on Sunday morning. Sunday night I walked in those doors and someone said, by the way, we're moving. This is the last service. And, and probably collectively those members, I probably had 30, uh, 40, 50 years in them when you add them, uh, these two different families up. It's not the way you do it, folks. Don't walk home and say to your wife, I'm out of here, or just leave and you can't find out. We've had some pastors do that this last year. Don't show up. More than one. Just don't show up. They quit. You can't quit like that. You people deserve better than that. God deserves better than that. Now, I want you to know that from here, when he got in, to here, when he went out, it's not always easy. Look with me in my Bible, with your Bible tonight. Let's go to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. And I want you to turn there, if you will, please. I read all so much of the Scripture tonight. Now, you read a little bit with me tonight. Paul says in chapter 4, 2 Corinthians verse 7, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. Now, now look what he, uh, okay, he's in, he's in, he's not dead yet. He's somewhere in the middle of this thing. But look what he said, verse number eight. 
and verse number 9. Let's read it together, those two verses. Ready? We are troubled on every side. Oh, that sounds like a great life right there. Troubled, perplexed, persecuted. That doesn't sound like a pleasant journey, but that's part of the journey, ladies. Go to chapter 6, if you will. Chapter 6. The Bible says in chapter 6, verse 3, giving of, uh, no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. Let us read verse number 4 through verse number 10. Ready, begin. But in all things, next book is Galatians. We just turned there. As you're turning there, and I'm looking back, uh, what a journey. Stripes, imprisonments. He went through stoning. He went through a day and a night in the deep. He went by attacks. They attacked him. Uh, he was dying in the care of all the churches. Look in Galatians chapter number 4. And in chapter 4, verse, number thir- uh, verse 19, my little children of whom I travailed in birth again until Christ be formed in you. He said, I was the man that brought the new life, salvation to your life. Remember me, you people here at Galatia, this city, I brought the gospel to you. Here's what he tells of the people he won to Christ. Verse number 11, I am afraid of you, lest I bestow labor in vain. He said, verse 14, verse 13, he preached the gospel to you at the first. You, you never heard it until I came. And my temptation, my trial was in my flesh. Ye despised not, nor rejected. He had these ruddy eyes. You know, the historians tell us what Paul's problem was. You received me as an angel of God. For where is the blessedness you spake about in the past? You love me. For I bear you record that if it had been possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes. And give them to me. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? He, he said, I want you to know. He said, I, I want you to know that I came giving you the gospel. You know, when you get in, I, I remember that night I got in. Oh, I remember it. I know you don't go by feelings with salvation, but my heart had been so heavy. As just a young boy, just so heavy with guilt and, and despair. And I, I, knew, I knew I was a sinner, and I put it off. 
And in that first stanza, standing next to my dad, I know the side of the auditorium and the back toward several rows back, toward the back, a small little auditorium, smaller than this platform here. Green little wooden folding chairs. And I, I can remember standing next to him. They sang the first stanza of an invitation. I didn't go. The second. And about the third, I just couldn't. I couldn't, couldn't get, I was just so, so oppressed. I was just discouraged with myself. I knew how to get saved. The Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And I'll never forget. I walked out. I was the end of the, my dad, my mother, my sisters. I was at the end. And I just walked out. And I don't know all about, I know, I have to confess with your mouth. I know all that. And I tell you, right as soon as I stepped out for the Panera, I felt like a load was lifted. And I walked down the aisle. I'll never forget, Pastor Smith always stood down there. In the old building, I used to stand down here all the time. Probably about 30 years ago, I stopped standing down here because I always would turn my ear so I could hear. And I'll never forget one Sunday morning, I, I never forget this happened. I, I was trying to hear, and and a lady came forward, and I turned like this, and she kissed me on the cheek. <laughs> she was a pretty girl. So I did the Bible thing. I turned the other cheek also. <laughs> but Cynthia, we didn't have Nikes back then. She wouldn't let me come home. I slept outside for three days, but. Uh, when, I, when that happened, I said, you know what, I, I'm not going to go down there anymore. And, and now I'm thinking about it because nobody wants to kiss me, but nonetheless. <laughs> you know, I remember pastor. I had, the, I had the best pastor. Pastor Smith was just such a, a kind man. Just it was a nice man. His wife, so talented. And, and he said, Jack, why are you here? You know, it's amazing. I was pastoring down the road, this church. And he called me and said, Jack, you're the next pastor of your home church. I said, well, I'm pastoring this. He goes, I know, you can do them both. I said, you have a school, we have a school, I can't do it. He goes, you can do it. And for many months, I pastored both churches at the same time. Did that the same church in Longer in Morgan Hill, pastored that church and this church at the same time. But you know when he, he had that little boy's hand and why'd you come? He didn't know then, but Doug, I was gonna be the pastor. And they voted and they said, You're the next pastor. The night I got voted in, the building I got saved in, someone arsoned it and burned it down to the ground. But you know, that was a blessing because they had some bills. They hadn't paid the pastor's salary in several, several years, really. And the insurance money got us all current and everything. It's just an amazing thing what happened. But he said, Viva, come lead Jack to Christ. We walked up, two little rows, 12 chairs maybe, 15 chairs. And we went to that row right there, the second one. And she led me to Christ. I got in. Some of you that are about my age, earlier, or 
after longer than I. You know, life goes so fast. I, I love Sunday school. I just love it. Always have. I love Sunday morning. Always have. I love Sunday night. Always have. I love Wednesday night. No one has to tell me to go to elementary chapel. I know I'm preaching on trees this year in the Bible. I'm so prepared for Wednesday for elementary chapel, and I try to give an application in their life about the trees. I'm, I'm so excited about it. High school chapel, oh my goodness, I love it. I mean, college is going to resume. I go to college, and I teach two classes in the college this semester. I love it. And I'm trying to stay active and involved in everything because there's going to come a day. Heather, I remember the day your dad told me that. He was my roommate. And at 51, he said, about, about age 49 or 50, he said, Treb, the doctor said, I'm out of, I'm in the clear right now, but the shoe, I'll never forget what he said, the shoe's going to drop. And I remember I met him at the hospital. A few months later, and I saw him at El Camino and his cancer already turned his skin a little yellow. And I didn't say anything, but I walked out of there and thought, no. God, you're going to take him. And he did. I think one of the greatest preachers I've ever heard in my life, age 51, but he said, tree, the shoe's going to, I thought of that, I think of it all the time, the shoe's going to drop. Ladies and gentlemen, you got in, stay in. Amen. Because you know, as the apostle Paul through the ministry had sufferings and sorrows and heartaches, every one of you going to have sorrows. Every one of you are going to hear words like your mate or cancer or, or your MS or uh, Lou Gehrig's disease or uh, diabetes. Or, you're going to all hear those words. You're going to hear, my ch your child has a terminal illness. You're going to see a wandering child, a prodigal child. It just happens. Once you get in, stay in. You don't have any hope without, without walking with God. Right. And on the vision night, if the Lord tarries, won't it be great that January 5th, 2025, the first Sunday, if we're all still here? But I won't be preaching to the same crowd, I guarantee it. Because some will move away. And I'm not saying you can't move. If you can find a better church or a better pastor, God bless you. That's okay. Never move for money. Never move to get more things. That's why you're so blessed to have the staff you have. And live in little, little cottages and little rental properties and rental houses. And most of them need to be remodeled. They, they keep the rent down. They don't want to ask the landlords. Most of them because, because of the fact they ask the rent goes up. And they're doing that and they sacrifice and they're in this area for you. And for the cause of Christ. Don't ever forget that. They're amazing. But I tell you what, I'm so blessed that they're in. They're in. And I don't begrudge people that, that, that move away and buy a 4,000 square foot house. But, but don't tell everybody back here because they have bungalows. 
How many of you as church members, you're living in little houses in the back of another house and one bedroom or one room or two rooms raising a family, but you want this place. I'm not saying this is the only place in America. And if you can find a better place, get to it. But don't leave and call me like I have sometimes called and said, we can't find a church. That's the first thing you look for. Is there a church that preaches the word of God? Is there a church that still believes Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, gospel hymns, singing, fellowship, preaching, soul winning, running the buses? You won't regret it. My parents paid a high price to keep us in the same place after they lost everything. They lost their business, so we went to two rooms we rented. Two, not bedrooms, two rooms. But they kept us in church. You get in, stay in. I'm ready to close quickly. We were at prayer last night. I said to Brother John Morris, John graduated from our high school, and I'm not trying to be humorous here, decades ago. He's a, he and his wife, Kathy, are grandparents. They have grandkids in the Christian school. I said, John, men's prayer last night. You men were there. I said, how long have you been teaching kindergarten boys? I believe you've been teaching 41 years. Is that not right? About 40? 35 years. 35 years. That means he's got little boys, kindergarten, five years of age, that are now 40. You know, I, I love preaching to adults. But I don't know if I want 35 years. I, 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 I speak to elementary kids. I love that. But I don't know, Brother Manley, you've been doing that for 45 years too. Primary church. To, to think that Brother John and Kathy, his wife, have been in kindergarten, A, A church ministry, not B or C or D, but the A, A ministry for, for 40, 35 years. You know why? They got in, they got out. I want to tell you what, what's happened to John. His mom and dad were members here. But they're home with the Lord. My dad went first. His name was John. And then your mom, Judy. I don't care how old your parents are. They weren't old. That's all his heart. I remember preaching your brother's funeral, Russell. He was a little bit younger than you. An adult young man just becoming a young adult. And just suddenly died. No drugs, no drink, no nothing. Just died. You know, when John got in, he didn't know he'd be burying his mom and dad. He didn't know that he'd be burying his brother. He didn't know there'd be disappointments in life. I thought of Colonel Harder. I want to say with Joe Henry Hanks, he got in in 1949. Joe Henry Hanks was an evangelist. and I want to say it was 49. I might be wrong, but I think it was 49 he got saved. He's a colonel. Retired many years. You know, when he got in, of course, in time he's elderly and he buried his parents. And 
he had a, a heart attack, open heart surgery. I'll never forget that Friday night at the hospital. He had a boy right back here, his son, in his 40s. Thanksgiving night, service was beginning, and right there he died. Went home to be with the Lord. You know, everybody I know, when they get in, it doesn't mean it's a free ride. There's sorrows. Paul said, I have sorrows. There's disappointment. Brother Doug, we were talking before church, you're going to be saved this year 70 years. You've been a preacher of the gospel. You've seen it all. Your, your wife's 65 years. She's just a kid. 65 years of salvation. Brother Tony, we were talking before church, 72 years. That young, is that your daughter? She's only been saved 55 years, Ruth. Isn't that something? Do you know what life's about from there to here? A lot of joys. A lot of tears. But the Apostle Paul got in and he stayed in. I, I look when I, 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 we sing, every row I go to, I can see sorrow. You pastor people long enough and you get to have new ones come in. Everyone, everyone has sorrow. Everyone has heartaches. I've just been overwhelmed the night uh, thinking about all these people that got in. My wife and I have had such a good, she got saved the same year I did. I shouldn't have said that, she just all dropped. I, I can't imagine when she was so young, Benny, you as well, I can't imagine on that October the Fourth, 1970, hearing that your 45-year-old preacher's mother, preacher's wife, your mother, drew her last breath. The night her son got married, she's in the hospital. The wedding party comes up to the hospital. They see her. He goes off on the honeymoon. And through the night, the police came knocking at the door. You need to go home, Rich. Your mother just died. Life's not easy. And so many spend their lives from the tremendous hurt you have. I'd like to sit you down without being disrespectful and dishonoring your hurt because it's real. But you're not the only one in this room with hurts. You look in the row where you're sitting, sitting I guarantee you there's some tears that have been shed this year over situations that are hard. You're not the only one that have wayward kids. You're not the only one. Some of these that quit, I remember when their daughter got wayward or their son got wayward and they were just too embarrassed to come back to church. That's the devil. You, you can't serve God out of just good results. Because that's not what life's about. I'm in. But by the grace of God, I'm going to stay in. 
And on this day's night, that's where I come to you. When you don't understand your wife, you don't understand your husband, and you're staying and tossing all night long because your kids have broken your heart. And your health has gone sideways and your business is struggling. You just, you're going to have to stay in. Because Paul said, I fought a good fight. He was moments away from eternity. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.